<laughs> Welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Adesia. And this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. We are now in Leo season, Lion King season, <laughs> <laughs> Gala August, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, we are tackling the Lion King today. Do you have any history with the Lion King? Um, You know, it's difficult to say because I'm not sure when in my life I watched it. I'm pretty sure I watched it at least once when I was a child, but I didn't have it on like video or anything. Right. So mm-hmm. like it was a familiar to me, but not as familiar as the next film that's going to be because I drove that video to death. It was, mm-hmm. it was wrinkly at the start and the beginning. But yeah, no. So I'm just I'm just familiar with it. It's a classic. I have heard all of the songs in mm-hmm. places other than the film. So it really it just permeates life. How about you? I have a history with it. Yeah. I <laughs> It's like one of my favorite movies and I remember when I was a kid if I was ever like sick or whatever, like my parents would play like the Lion King soundtrack or like Celine Dion, but whatever, the Lion King (laughs) (laughs) soundtrack um, as well. And like, I wouldn't be magically healed or anything. I'd just sort of cheer up, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) So like that was one tactic they used. And also my cousin and I used to, this is so morbid. But we used to play out the Mufasa death scene and take turns oh. being Scar. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Like, wow. I don't know why, but we do it all the time. Like, all the time. It's truly ridiculous how often we used to do it. But yeah, that was... I cause I don't know. I, I wasn't emotional about that death until I was older. Um, <laughs> as a kid, I was just like, ooh, Scar's interesting. So, yeah, that's my history with The Lion King. Um, I just remembered I had one of those. So you know how Disney had, like, books that they would mm-hmm. make, like, related to movies, but have, like, different adventures of the same characters and then I just remembered I had one of those for the Lion King mm. that took place when like Simba and Nala were still cubs and Zazu was in I don't remember what the book was about but I do mm-hmm. remember that I had it yeah also I've seen um, Lion King one and a half which is basically the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead because this is Hamlet, because <laughs> the Lion King is Hamlet. Um, so it basically takes place, it basically focuses on Timon and Pumbaa and their story in the same timeline as the Lion King. I remember nothing that happens in it. I just know that stuff does happen in it. <laughs> so, you know. But yeah, um, we can get into it. Okay. So this it's it's a Disney film, so it's just an hour and a half. So one one of the shorties that mm-hmm. we do here. So it opens on the 
the plains of Africa somewhere I don't know um <laughs> yeah and there's just but that yeah but then yeah, there's there's yeah. animals and they're all gathering and in the background you can hear Ingunyama Nue Namabala you know yeah. this is starting up um <laughs> I'm pretty sure level M is South African, right? Oh, I forgot to mention that this came out in like 1994. It did. Which is which is relevant information. Oh yeah, yeah. Level M, one of the uh, composers, I guess, of Lion King. He's South African, and so a lot of the language used is. I think, like, I think I heard the, the names are Swahili, but like the, the for example, um, Circle of Life, I think that's Zulu. Fun fact. Oh, which also is, you know, a circle of life. <laughs> and it moves us all through despair and hope. The faith and love. Very good song. Yeah. So we have all of these animals. They're gathering for a significant event. We see Baboon Rafiki. He mm. is climbing up this grand rock where a great lion stands tall looking over the plains as everyone gathers. And there is a lion cub cradled in the arms of his mother who the but Rafiki then takes um he breaks open a gourd I don't know what kind of gourd it is and the insides he smears along the forehead but yeah it's like a baptism or an anointing and he like lifts him up and holds him aloft so all the animals can witness the birth the uh, the presentation of this future king Simba yeah. And uh, like immediately, we have to just like put away logic because it's like these these animals would not be celebrating a king, <laughs> a, a little cub coming out like coming into life or whatever. They're gonna be hunted by these these animals. So like, why would they be there? So like immediately, I'm like, right, <laughs> we are living in a very different kind of animal okay. kingdom. My bad. Rafiki is a mandrill. He's not a baboon. That's a different kind of monkey. Yeah. He lifts him up and there's like a whole whoa cheer and then till we find our place. It's very dramatic. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I mean, we have to suspend uh, a lot belief of on a lot of yep. things. Yeah. Because. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring up something in a second um, when we get to it, but when my brain realized it, I was like, oh, oh, Disney, you barely got away with that one. My brother (laughs) used to say, whenever I'd question anything in like a cartoon, particularly when it was animals talking, he'd be like, you're Mm -hmm. watching a movie where animals are talking and you're concerned (laughs) about the logic. And I'm like, that's not the point. it's 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 rough out there but yes so we have the the circle of life playing and we also get introduced to scar 
Scar mm-hmm. is Mufasa's. Mufasa is the current king, um, and Scar is his brother, which plays into the trope of people with uh, disfigurements being evil. But you know, we'll jaunt past that. Mm-hmm. So we have Scar, who's like playing like a literal cat and mouse game, and he's being confronted by Zazi, who is accusing him of not showing up for the presentation ceremony of Mufasa's son. Scar wants to be king, but now that Simba has been born, he is no longer in line for the throne. Should anything happen to Mufasa, the crown would the crown quote unquote would go to Simba. And so he's not too pleased about that. Mufasa appears and he and Scar have a bit of antagonistic brotherly banter which I think culminates in like Scar telling no, Mufasa telling Scar not to turn his back on him because he starts to walk away and then Scar is like maybe you shouldn't turn your back on me uh, <laughs> so they, they don't get along yeah. at all and Simba little, he comes in right little Simba mm-hmm. he's like yeah. I'm gonna be king someday Oh, when oh, I... but that's later. Actually, we have yeah, we have him later. like hunting Zazu. Yeah. So Simba, before like the crack of dawn, comes in and is like bothering his <laughs> parents, which I love, like Mufasa and Sarabi, because mm-hmm. Sarabi is like your son needs you, and Mufasa's like before sunrise, he's your son, and I'm just like <laughs> that's such a parent thing. He's just like until this hour. I'm not responsible. But Mufasa ends up waking up after Simba's insistent prodding and takes him out and shows him all of the land that the light touches will be his one day. Yeah. Um, and of course, Simba immediately wants to know about the dark area. Yeah. What just about like, the oh. shadow? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you're not meant to go to the Shadowlands. Shut up. <laughs> It's not yours, it's not ours. So he takes Simba out on the plains and Zazu comes to give a report of everything. They do a bit of pouncing practice. Genuinely, they just seem to be like bonding as, you know, parent and child. It's cute. Mm. This is now when they return back to Pride Rock. Simba goes up to his Uncle Scar and he's like, hey, Uncle Scar, guess what? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna be king someday. Everything <laughs> here is gonna be mine. Um, what does that make you, <laughs> a monkey's uncle? <laughs> You're weird. <laughs> Scar had so much potential to just be like the sarcastic uncle if he just wasn't so overly ambitious. Yeah. Um, like I like. He's just like iconic, and that's. <laughs> it's like, why would you give the one like all the best lines exactly? Like, why are you doing? <laughs> but Scar kind of surreptitiously gives Simba the information about mm. the shadowed area, the elephant's graveyard that he's not supposed to go into, because he knows that. Simba being how he is so far would immediately want to go and see mm-hmm. it and that is where the hyenas live but Simba doesn't know that yet so he's trying mm-hmm. to get he's trying to get the little the little kid killed like right off the bat 
So it's just like, wow. So Simba then goes to see his best friend Nala, who is getting a bath from her mom. And this is where I was like, oh, we really have to suspend. (laughs) (laughs) We have to suspend because we have all these lionesses and we see the one main lion and I'm supposed to intuit (laughs) that that's not his sister? Okay. Alright, cool. I guess that's fine. Ugh, anyway. So, (laughs) the two of them run off by claiming that they're going to the watering hole and Zazu goes with them. And it is during this time we get I just can't wait to be king where Mm. Simba just doesn't want to have to follow the rules laid out by Zazu or anyone Mm. because he wants to make his own rules. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna be a mighty king. Enemies beware. I've never seen a king of beasts with quite so little hair. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, I just can't wait to be king. Um, It's so fun. It is so fun. Like, all of the dodging that they do, like, trying to get away from Zazu so they can go fucking explore the elephant carcasses, I guess. Um, And all of the animals, like, piling off at the top. That's all so fun. (laughs) With the, I just can't wait to be king. And all of these animals start to fall. And I'm like, what, what, what were you all doing anyways? Like, they were, they were just drinking. They were having a drink at the watering hole. <laughs> but now this is more entertaining. And rightfully so. <laughs> so with Zazu at the end of the song, now skillfully smothered by a rhino's bum, <laughs> uh, the two kids run off to the shadowy area of the elephant's graveyard and they seem like surprised and think it's a little cool and mysterious to to be there until the mm. hyenas come out zazu appears also during this time and he's trying to get them to leave because this is technically not their land which yeah. is why Mufasa was like don't go there it's not ours everything the light he said everything the light touches he was very specific <laughs> just, about that he was very specific like, <laughs> about that it's like oh but you must you must be in the shadow area okay so a chase then ensues between like the three hyenas I think it's like oh wait what is what are they called Shen's Ed <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um it is Shenzi, Banzai, and Ed. Whoopi Goldberg is Shenzi, which I didn't know until today. Um, really? Yeah. No, because oh, wow. my brain was like, I know this voice. This voice is who is this? And for the life of me, I was just like, I'm not gonna look it up. I'm gonna figure it out. And I did not figure mm. it out. <laughs> I just wow. like, I was struggling, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I know it, it, I guess. I don't know when I learned that information, but I just have always known that. Um also I love that like the one that's the least intelligent is Ed, because it reminds me of Ed Ed and Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's 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 cute actually yeah but yeah so a chase ensues with the cubs and zazu and the three uh spotted hyenas until mufasa shows up clears them out and 
Mufasa is like he directly disobeyed me and he takes them out he leads them back onto the safety of the Pride Lands and he sends Nala home with Zazu and he says he's he says he's gonna teach his son a lesson but they end up like he, he literally riding. just says I'm disappointed <laughs> in you yeah. and then they end up like playing and I'm just mm. like Mufasa is like such that's gentle parenting <laughs> <laughs> I was like wow and Cause I, guess... I think this is where they have like the conversation of like you'll always be there right dad and yeah. he's like hmm, I'm gonna dodge that question by saying something else that is only vaguely related anyway is... so one time my dad told me that all of the ancestors are like watching us or whatever so like if you ever feel alone that's what's going on they're over there watching you or whatever which is him indirectly being like actually son one day I'll die <laughs> <laughs> No, but he did. He did a good job with it. Yeah, yeah, it's no. like yeah. Mufasa is aware that his father died, and one day he will die. I yeah. don't think he was. He thought it was gonna be that soon, but yeah. you know, <laughs> he's just like giving a child information that he can handle. But yes, so back in the Shadowlands with the hyenas, Scar was actually there when they were doing the attack the first time, uh, but he didn't attempt to rescue them because of course not so now Scar is talking to the hyenas and they seem to have a rapport so he's apparently there a lot um, to the point that they have a sort of camaraderie and Mm -hmm. the implication that he gives them when they ask like well what were we supposed to do kill him as in referring to Simba Mm -hmm. Scar is like yes exactly that's what what you were supposed to do (laughs) It's so fucking dark, dude. (laughs) Like, oh man, that is so dark. And then he gives him like a zebra leg, and he's like, "Anyways, let me sing at you." (laughs) (laughs) Well, he he's basically like explaining like this is going to be the plan. We are going to kill Mufasa. Yeah. Oh, like, um. Oh, be prepared for what? For the death of the king. Ah, is he sick? No, fool, we're gonna kill him. And that little Simba too. No king, no king, no, 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 Idiots, there will be a king. But you just said, I will be king. Stick with me and you'll never go hungry again. <laughs> it's clear wow, that... You, da, 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 da. you really know this movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so to be yeah. fair... The Fifth Element came on yesterday and I was quoting lines before they happened at my mother and she kept being like laughing at me. Um, so I digress. I fully understand. <laughs> um, yeah. Be prepared. And like a bunch of other like hyenas appear. They do that little march thing that's referencing Nazis. So that happens. And then, yeah, the idea is that they're going to now kill Simba and Mufasa so that Scar can be king. And then obviously he's like, and you guys are my guys. So like, you'll be sorted, essentially. I I was watching this now and I was just like, these are some intense themes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This was this was just fine. Very that. Very that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know, like, I fully am aware now that it's an adaptation of Hamlet, 
But yeah. I was just like, whoa. Mm-hmm. I guess, I guess so. So, so, yes. So that happens. Scar takes Simba out into like this gorge. It's like this, this valley um, where, where that's barren. And he sets Simba up on this rock telling him that he has this, that, that Mufasa has a surprise for him or he has a surprise. I don't remember exactly, but there's a surprise that's going to happen that involves him and Mufasa. And he has to stay on this rock. And Simba keeps trying to like pry information. It's like, you could tell me I'll act surprised or, um, can I come with you to get dad? And so, <laughs> Scar's just like, no, stay right there. Also, work he, on your roar. Bye. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's like, yeah, everyone knows about what happened in the elephant graveyard. Um, he's he's very good at the subtle shame thing. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, he's yeah, we all know. Very much like a good manipulator. Like, oh, my God, stop. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> But up at the top of this gorge are some wildebeest that are grazing. And we quickly figure out what the plan is because the hyenas are hiding in the shadows and on Scar's signal, which is the appearance of him, they send the wildebeest into a stampede down the gorge. So while Simba is down there like trying to roar at this little chameleon, all of a sudden, this herd of wildebeest start yeah. moving rapidly towards him. And of course, he's running away. Meanwhile, Scar is heading up towards Pride Rock. And they're like commenting on like how the wildebeest herd is moving. They're just like, oh, that's a bit early. That's a bit strange. <sighs> and then Scar comes up and is like, the wildebeests are running through then Simba's there and of course Mufasa is gonna immediately run to the aid of his son of course so he heads down and Zazu's flying over he spots Simba and tells him to hold on because now Simba has scaled up this tree branch and is holding on for dear life as all of these beasts rush past mm-hmm. and upon locating him he goes and tells Mufasa Mufasa dives in to try and rescue him Zazu is like Scar what do we do what do we do and Scar thwacks him into the side of the mountain I was like wow wow didn't I guess that like he doesn't remember that because I feel like Zazu would have commented on that fact if he remembered but Mufasa goes in, he manages to grab Simba, loses him a couple of times just because they're being knocked about by all these wildebeest. Yeah. He manages to get Simba up on a rock and is is almost trampled, but he then like climbs up and is like desperately grabbing onto the side of this gorge, like trying to scale with his claws on these rocks. Simba, seeing that his dad is out, like starts to climb up a little path that he can see so he doesn't see immediately what happens which is Scar there and Mufasa is calling out for Scar to help him and Scar grabs his paws and is like long live the king and throws him off (laughs) (laughs) and this is the scene that we used to play a lot (laughs) oh my god (laughs) long live the king um, but yeah, it's 
yikes because like Simba obviously doesn't see that part of it but does see his dad fall in back into the valley I guess or whatever mm -hmm. and then the this stampede basically ends and Simba goes like to look for his dad like dad oh this is sad <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh no yeah, he goes and he looks for his dad and he finds him under uh, the broken like stalk of a tree and he's not moving he's just lying there and dad come on like, oh why would you do this <laughs> every time I see this scene I think of a tiktok that I saw of this little girl and she's watching that scene for the first time and her like dad is filming her and she's just like frozen in tears and her Aww. dad is just like do, do you need a cuddle and she just like weakly nods <laughs> just, like, I was like oh no <laughs> there's the first Aww. trauma <laughs> Caught in 4K. Oh, no. oh god. Yeah, no. But... Very, very sad. I, yeah. Obviously, now as a person who is older and understands, um, you know, it's it's sad. I cried. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't cry, but I got a little like you know, like you get a little like oh. Yeah. But yeah, Simba. Simba is like cry and he like snuggles under like the paw of his father and then Scar emerges and he's like what did you do what did you do and I'm just like brah brah this is since this is a children's movie yeah <laughs> I was just like good god um, he's like I didn't mean to because obviously he thinks that the stampede happened because he was roaring and there was like that huge echo of his roar yeah. so he assumes or thinks at that point that like he set the wildebeest off essentially um and scar is more than happy to let him believe that um yeah like you can't go back like they're gonna be super mad at you like what would and, your mother think yeah you have to run away and never come back. Like, oh my god. He's a child. <laughs> Ugh. But of course like, he still plans he's... on having him killed, so. Yeah, he literally like, run away. Run away and don't come back. And he runs off and then the, the fucking hyenas, they come out and he's like, kill him. And I was like, yeah. kill him? <laughs> kill him? <laughs> Yeah, it's like I I forgot that this happened. Like I know I have, so I'm just like he literally is just like kill him. I was like, oh god, okay. Yeah. So the the hyenas are chasing after Simba, and he's running. He's running for his life. He's running out of fear. Um, he like tumbles off the side of this cliff down into these like thistle bush things. And he's small enough that he can like go through without getting like poked mm -hmm. significantly. But the hyenas, they try and they fall into the thistles and one of them. And he's just like full. I think it's Banzai is just full of like spikes now. Mm -hmm. And they yell after him like, if you come back, we'll kill you. We'll eat mm -hmm. you. And I was like, wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> 
and they're Since. like they basically assume that like it's fine he's gone now like yeah. scar won't ever need to find out that he's not dead yeah i mean they just assume that he's gonna die out there on his own that which too. is not a terrible assumption to make he's just a yeah. little baby but scar is back at pride rock now and he's announcing like with a heavy heart xyz mufasa's dead and simba as well um and he is now going to take the position as king and then all the hyenas come out and they're like we'll now be joint as lion and hyena and it's just like wow yeah this is awful but yeah everyone assumes that they're both dead now Simba I mean Rafiki I think he like wipes not wipes it off but like wipes through it because he also thinks that Simba is dead Simba is out in like the desert the vultures are circling he is like dehydrated and dying you know it's rough and then charging through comes a warthog to startle the vultures and on the back of the warthog is a meerkat and this is Timon and Pumbaa mm-hmm. Timon oh no, Pumbaa is the one that recognizes that Simba is still alive and when Timon goes to inspect it he realizes that it's a lion but Pumbaa is adamant there's just a little lion um, maybe we could keep him and Timon is like wait I have an idea <laughs> <laughs> like, what if we kept him? But was like, maybe you should be on our side. And she's like, Timon was like, oh, it's brilliant. I'm the brains of the operation. It'd be nice if he's on our side. Like, oh yeah. my god, <laughs> this is, of course, it is. So they take him to like this little oasis watering hole area, put some water on him, and wake him up. Simba, but Simba's depressed. <laughs> understandably so so mm. he goes he's like he he just wants to like go he doesn't wanna he can't go back he doesn't see a forward but they teach him that when the world turns its back on you you turn your turn back on the world yeah. um and we get introduced to the concept of hakuna matata yeah, which literally means there, it means no worries for the rest of your days. I could have taught her, I could have taught her. Yeah. <laughs> then we get like the little sort of montage and the the little instrumental bit where they're walking across like a, a tree trunk bridge situation. Mm-hmm. Um, as well, like, like the Hakuna Matata, Hakuna Matata, happening in the background as we see him mm-hmm. grow up, go from like a little cub to like an older ish cub, whatever, and then like college kid Simba. <laughs> college Simba. Um, I, I always am just like, did he just live the rest of his life like eating, eating grubs? bugs? Yeah. Because, like, also, by the way, this was, I. I for the first time was like this is kind of the bare necessities scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is, yeah. Like it's like teaching this like young animal, uh, like the <laughs> the fact that life does not need to be hard, dude. Chill, vibe. Meanwhile, while Simba is just like 
living his best life and ignoring all the problems of his past mm-hmm. in the pride lands scar has um led the place to ruin yeah. he has like zazu in like a rib in a rib cage which <laughs> the pun uh, he has like zazu just like singing like a songbird nobody um, there's... knows the trouble i've seen <laughs> the hyenas come in and they're like scar there's no food um and he's like it's the lioness's job to hunt uh, it's not my problem yeah he he's not a good leader and yeah. like even at the bare mention of mufasa he gets angry i don't know how long it takes a lion to grow from cub to adult um i'm just going to look that up really quickly just like lion from cub to adult so at five to six years old a lion cub is fully grown into an adult lion so if if he was a i'm just like how much time has passed because if it's like let's say it's like five years like he spent like five years out there eating grubs a vegetarian. and shit. Yeah. While, while Scar is just like ruining the lands. But yeah, Simba and Timon and Pumbaa are out there laying in the grasses. And so <laughs> Pumbaa is like, what are those things in the sky? Referencing uh, stars. Yeah. And T- Timon is like, they're fireflies that got stuck up in the blue-black thingy. Um, Pumbaa's like I always thought they were balls of gas burning billions of years away and it's like billions of miles away and he's like Pumbaa everything with you is gas and And they ask that is science he is is right and then they ask Simba and he's like oh I don't know Uh, someone once told me that ancestors all the kings of old uh, we're up there looking down on us. And Timon is like, there's a bunch of old guys looking at me. Mm-hmm. And they laugh at Simba. They laugh at his concepts. Yeah. And he's like, what What mook told you that? He's like, oh yeah, it's kind of silly. Right? And I'm just like, oh, oh. yes, you're still depressed. I yeah. see. Yeah. Avoid Avoiding the things did not help. Um... So he just kind of like flops on the edge of this like cliff face and like stirs up some seeds that then carry on the wind all the way to Rafiki. Like he snatches them out of the air and gives them a sniff and it's like, who is this? (laughs) Like, he's alive! And then he like, on the little cave drawing thing that he had of Simba, he like puts like a mane on it now like he's here and he's alive and he's older but yeah so Pumbaa is stalking uh beetle but unbeknownst to him he is also being sucked and suddenly a lioness comes up and charges at him and Pumbaa is running for his life and he gets stuck under a tree branch and Simone sees and is like what's going on um but Simba comes out and tackles the lioness and they fight for a bit 
and the lioness tackles Simba onto the chest and Simba I guess recognizes the pounce technique is <laughs> immediately mm. like Nala? Is that you? And Nala's confused as heck. She's like, who are you? It's like, it's me, Simba. It's like, you're alive. <laughs> wow. Like, this is great. Everybody will be so pleased that you're alive, essentially. Yes. And he's like, no, actually, I can't return. I can't even tell you why, because it's, like, super dark and whatever, but, like, I can't come back. <laughs> he's in his emo phase. Um... <laughs> But meanwhile, Timon and Pumbaa are reeling from the fact that Nala is revealing like Simba is supposed to be a king. Right, and he's like, you've too. been the king? And you didn't tell us? He's like, no, I'm not the king. Maybe I was gonna be one day, but not now. And I'm just like, bruh. <laughs> oh, you should really talk about stuff with someone. The two of them, Nala and Simba, go off together and Timon is immediately not having this. He, and Puma's just yeah. like, what's the problem? It's just like, it's like, mm-hmm. no! They're gonna fall in love! Mm-hmm. Can't you see? And it's just like, oh, it immediately? Looks, oh, what is it? I can see what's happening. <laughs> and they don't have a clue who. They'll fall in love and here's the bottom line. Our trio's down to two. Oh. The sweet caress of twilight. There's magic everywhere. And with all this romantic atmosphere, disasters in the air. Can you feel the love tonight? The peace the evening brings. With all its living things. Meanwhile, We have a little verse from both Simba and Nala. Simba being like, I can't tell her about my past. It's so dark. Bad things happened. And like, and she's like, I know he's hiding something, but like, what is it? Anyways, like disturbingly sexy eyes at him. Mm, Okay. Oh yeah, she licks him. And I'm just like, this is... I'm too adult for this scene. I need to view this with the eyes of a child. Of a child. <laughs> I guess they have like a, a fight. She I keeps guess, trying right to convince him. She keeps trying to convince him to come back, and he's like, "No, no one needs me there." And he's like, mm-hmm. "Yes, we need you. You're the king." Scar has like ruined the part. There's no food. There's no water. Like you don't understand. This is like a dire situation. Like we need you to be king, and like he's let the hyenas take over the Pride Lands. He's like. <sighs> She's like, well, you left. And she's like, I left to get help. And you're here. So you're mm. obviously the help that I need. He's like, no. No, I don't. I don't want this. I don't want this responsibility. Like, you can't tell me. You can't just come here and tell me how to live. Like, that's not happening. And they like, he like goes off. And he's like contemplating in his mind like oh i can't go back i can't she's wrong but but they need my help and what do i do and then all of a sudden this <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Rafiki like up in a tree and Simba's like what the hell is that about so he he tries to like walk off but the the strange mandrel is still following him and he's like who are you and it's like Rafiki's like the question is no who are you he's like to be honest I don't know anymore (laughs) and I'm like mood fair but I think Rafiki is then just like you're Mufasa's boy and then he runs off and he's like wait you knew my father it's like correction I know I your know father. your father I'm like you don't do that don't do that to him oh no because like you got his hopes up for like a hot minute there and like he chases like Simba chases him in, like to some body of water and it's like he's in there essentially and he's like that's my reflection you idiot closer yeah and of course we have the ghost dad mm-hmm. Hamlet ghost dad situation Mufasa in the clouds it's like you have forgotten me Simba it's like mm-hmm. no I never forgot it's like it's like look inside yourself you must take your place in the circle of life Mm-hmm. Uh, then you will remember me then you will know me wow you kind of look like Jesus right now mm-hmm. I feel like that was intentional and Simba is like calling out to his father like wait father don't leave me but suddenly he's like I know what I have to do but it means I have to like face my demons and I don't yeah. know I, I can't can... look at the past uh-huh. and then Rafiki, Rafiki fucking bops hits him, him. <laughs> It's like, what was that for? It's like, it doesn't matter. It's in the past. It's like, yeah, but it still hurts. Like, oh, yes, sometimes the past hurts. <laughs> like, what is this conversation? I understand. But at the same time, I'm just like, like, well, you can, can ignore either, it. Yeah, or you can learn or, from it. And he tries to hit him again, but Simba has learned. So he ducks this time. And, it's like, and so he charges off back to the Pride Land. Yeah. Meanwhile, Nala and Timon and Pumbaa are just like, hey, where's Simba? <laughs> and it's like, Rafiki's <laughs> like, you won't find him here. He's gone back. And Nala's like, oh, I can't believe it. I have to, have to catch him. And so they all end up um, heading back to the Pride Lands. Simba gets there first, obviously, and he realizes the Pride Lands are now this gray, apocalyptic wasteland with animal bones and no greenery and dark storm clouds above and he's like Nala comes up and he's like I didn't expect you to go back it's like I didn't want to believe you uh, but this is my home and if I don't fight for it then who will mm-hmm. uh, it's like Nala's like I will and you know they're bonding or whatever and Timon is like this is a dump no, he, he says it's a fixer upper so they sneak in closer to try to like get a lay of the land, see what's going on. And Simba is like, okay, I'm gonna go after Scar. Uh, Nala, you distract the you rally. Yeah, he's like, Nala, you rally the lionesses. And then Timon, I need you and Pumba to make a diversion. He's like, what do you want me to do? Dress and drag? Do? And dress do and drag? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cut to. <laughs> If you're looking for a hunk of fat, juicy meat. <laughs> uh, 
distraction well, they are. Yeah, they are. Meanwhile, the lionesses, Sarabi um, is called forward by Scar. And she like holds her head up as she walks through the hyenas to go up to Scar. And he's like, why aren't you hunting? Where's the food? And she's like, there is no more food. Scar, the herds have moved on. He's like, impossible. You're not trying hard enough. And just like refuses to acknowledge that he has like caused this like discrepancy. And Sarabi's like, we have no choice. We must leave Pride Rock. And he's like, Scar's like, no. And I think he like, uh, if, oh, Sarabi's like, if you were half the king that Mufasa was, and Scar's like, I'm the king, I can do what I want. <laughs> yeah. He like backhands Sarabi. I'm just like, that's abuse. Whoa. But yeah. Simba is not gonna tolerate this. So whatever plan he had, it's just like it's not happening. So he goes out and like coming as he comes over the crest of the rock, Scar is like, Mufasa? no it can't be you're dead and mm. he goes over to Sarabi and Sarabi's like Mufasa is that you and Simba's like no it's me it's like, Simba mm. but how it's like <laughs> Scar is like pissed she's like you're of supposed course. to be dead mm. and he goes into like his whole his old manipulation tactic of like you know like the pressures of ruling a kingdom were so high and you know I would hand over the crown to you but then you know you're the rightful king but then everyone would know that you're the, you're one, the one that's mm-hmm. responsible for Mufasa's death and, and it's like, there's like so be it let them know I guess like you're not going to use that tactic twice on me and Simba no Sarabi I think is like after Scar is like now's your chance to tell them tell them how you killed Mufasa and Sarabi's like tell me it isn't true um, but Simba is like adamant it's like no I'm not a murderer it was an accident Scar keeps trying to put like the guilt onto Simba so that he can like overpower because Simba has Mufasa's build and yeah. like could probably easily overpower him but he manages to back Simba. Meanwhile, lightning has struck down <laughs> onto this, onto the, onto the like the dry yeah. brush, and there's and suddenly like a fire. A wild fire is <laughs> yeah, on the fried rock, and I was like, "Wow, this is dramatic." So he's Scar has now backed Simba off the edge of the cliff. He's like grappling, struggling to keep on top, and Scar is like, "Oh, this seems familiar. Where have I seen this before?" And he does what he did to the fossil, which is like and dig he, his claws in, and, and he's, he's like, like oh, and he yes, leans I leans in, and he's like, "I killed Mufasa," and like Simba's like, "That's it, that's it. I'm not about to die for this bitch," and like, yeah. He just like pounces up and he's like, let's fight for real. Fisticuffs, let's go. But first he's like, you say this so everyone can hear. And he like has his like foot, his paw, foot, I don't know. He has like, he's holding Scar down by the throat. And it's like so loud enough so they can hear. He's like, I killed Mufasa. And then everyone starts fighting all of the hyenas go on to the lionesses and everyone's just tussling uh timon and pumbaa i think a charge into like the cave where zazu is 
Timon runs in and he goes into the rib cage because Zazu's like, let me out, let me out. And he's like, let me in, let me in. As he runs from a hyena. And then a Pumbaa comes in and they, the hyenas make a mistake and call him a pig. And he's just like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't yeah. have called him a pig. Like, it's Mr. Pig to you. To you yeah. And then we don't see what happens, but it's like, take this and that and this and that. And the, the hyenas are like running scared. As Timon and Zazu and Pumbaa come out triumphant. Yeah. Simba, after fighting off a few hyenas, sees Scar trying to get away and goes after Scar. And Scar is still like, oh, Simba, you wouldn't, you wouldn't kill me. I'm, I'm family. Uh, he's like, you don't deserve to live. Uh, but I'm not like you. Mm. I wouldn't kill my, my own family. It's like, I want you to run, run and never come back. Mm. And Scar's like, ah, yes, of course, your majesty, and then throws, like, embers into Simba's eyes and tries to, like, tackle him down again. But Simba, they're just, like, swiping, and he manages to, like, kick Scar off the side of this cliff. Oh, during this time, also, he had said that uh, it was the hyena's plan. You know, it's all their fault. Like, in like a desperate attempt to like save his life but now Simba like now throws him over the edge but he's not dead um, mm-hmm. or even really hurt but the hyenas come caught, and by them. Scar is like oh my my old friends he's like oh friends I think uh, Shenzi is like friends I thought I thought uh, he hated us I thought uh, we were evil and so all the hyenas seeing Scar is just in for himself they descend upon him and essentially tear him apart but we just see the shadow mm-hmm. of it we don't like actually see them do it god forbid mm-hmm. um <laughs> but yeah the the hyenas like kill Scar and the rain comes and the fire quells and everything starts to calm down Simba is like coming and greeting the lioness as he greets his mother and Nala Zazu bows, Rafiki is there everyone's there and Simba now ascends Pride Rock and roars a majestic roar out and then we see like a time passes we don't know how much time but the lands once again are green and all of the animals are gathering once more as like the circle of life comes back again and the Timon, Timon and Pumbaa and Nala and Simba are gathered at the top of Pride Rock and then Rafiki comes forward holding a lion cub and he lifts it aloft yeah. and it's clear that this is just going to happen again in some way and the movie is over yeah oh. yay <laughs> so mm-hmm. let's get into our ratings oh, with our standard rhetoric of starting with music and choreography there's no choreography it's it's animated <laughs> apart from that little scene at the watering hole there's no choreography um so music it's i always say this when it comes to like these like classic films also there's only like five songs and then the score is underscored by Hans Zimmer so I can't I can't say anything bad about Hans Zimmer um (laughs) but because there's only five songs there's like almost nothing to critique 
like they're all bops so mm. I, I use bop loosely they're, they're very good songs um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no and also there's like the Elton version Elton John version of can you feel the love tonight which yeah uh, like what do you want what do you want me to say, what do you want me to say? <laughs> um music uh i give it a 4.5 out of 5 rib cages nice yeah i mean i already said like this soundtrack was basically like my parents way of like cheering me up when i was sick so like we can already infer from that that like i very much enjoy the music um like elton john loem and hans zimmer all together working on this like <laughs> good work great work truly love the work um so i will give it um yeah, 4.5. Nah, let's go 4.75. 5, 4.75? Is that what I mean? Yeah, that's what I mean. 4.75 rib cages. Wow, almost the full rib cage. I know. So, story. So, we've mentioned that The Lion King is a retelling of Hamlet by Shakespeare. Yeah. Um,. So, in I I could like go into like a detailed like point by point comparison what they put in what they what they left out rather from like the long story of of Hamlet, um, because mm. it's like a two act play, um, or three act rather. I don't know how many acts are in Shakespeare plays. Like I mean, actually, I was check. in Hamlet as fucking as king claudius and i can't i can't even tell you <laughs> five acts yeah they turned Sounds about five, right. they turned a five act play into an hour and a half movie um mm. did well did well um but yes i think i think like to retell it in a way that is palatable to children uh mm. they did a good job it's easy to follow along like because they're retelling it for children like they kind of rushed through some plot points that probably um should have taken longer but they had mm. to fit it in an hour and a half so yeah. um but digestible easy to follow um we go on a little bit of a journey uh with simba uh we have concurrent plots going on at the same time so nothing feels boring it's great love it uh 4.75 out of 5 um rafiki staffs nice uh yes i like the story it gets super dark <laughs> but of course they are like um adapting a shakespearean tragedy essentially so it's like yeah <laughs> they wouldn't be able to like skirt around a lot of the stuff um i mean at least it doesn't end with like pretty much everyone dying you know <laughs> 
like only two two people two animals die um in this case but yeah it is dark but like still like in a way appropriate for kids like it's it's dark but still works for like a kid movie um yeah man i give a story 4.75 out of 5 Rafiki stops as well so uh overall enjoyment I enjoyed it digestible intense storyline um you know deep we had we had it we had drama we had romance we had the comedy we had everything just wrapped up in an hour and a half. Amazing. Action um, as well. Action. Uh, you know, it had it had everything, which does explain why it is preserved in like the what is it, like the national film which you know where they keep like culturally significant films? They mm-hmm. put it in there in like twenty sixteen. Um, they're just like, This is important to be preserved. I'm um, just mm. like your damn skippy it is. Um, <laughs> but yes, so uh, I will say for overall enjoyment, I will give this, oh pff, boy, 4.75 out of 5 Pride Rocks. Nice. I very much, of course, enjoy this movie. Um, start to finish great times um the characters are great like it it just it does everything it's it's aiming to do presumably very well um pretty much everything lands with me (laughs) and you know i yeah it's good it's great i liked it okay so (laughs) uh i'm gonna give it 4.75 out of 5 pride rocks as well Okay, here's a quick one. (laughs) (laughs) Now I guess it's time for obsessions. Okay, great. Uh, That's that's really short. But it is the part of the podcast where we talk about things that are happening in theater or musical news on like screen and stage, etc., etc. Or things that we've been like really into that are related to those things. And today there are a couple of things that I wanna go over. Um, Let's start with the Heather's Pro Shot. There's like a a, a cute little sneak preview vibe thing (laughs) that's out. Um, It looks really good from that. Um, And so, you know, that's that's happening. Uh, Angelica Ross, who you may know from like American Horror Story or Pose, um, will be playing Roxy Hart. And she is the first openly trans woman to get that role um, on a Broadway show. So that's super exciting. Love that for her. And then finally for me, um, truly one of the most ridiculous things is that (laughs) The Joker movie is getting a sequel, fine, <laughs> but that sequel is going to be a musical, question mark, question mark, question mark, mm-hmm. and Lady Gaga has been set to star in it, so, 
you know, that's fun. The lyricist and composer have not been announced. I don't know what vibe the musical is going to end up being. Um, I haven't seen the original Joker movie, and I don't know if I'm going to have to watch it in order to like or like follow this. (laughs) Like, I feel like I know vaguely what happens just based on like cultural pop culture osmosis, you know. Uh, but like at the same time I'm like I don't know any details but it's fine whatever when it comes out I'll figure out whether or not I need to watch it um, but yeah Lady Gaga is going to be in the Joker musical sequel <laughs> question mark question mark question mark uh, yeah that's it for me alright so oh boy um, so <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into it too much because uh, we don't have like a whole lot of details from both sides. Um, we just mm-hmm. have kind of one side of the situation. Um, the unofficial Bridgerton musical, um, yeah. Barlow and Bear. Uh, so this has been a new situation that is cropping up where Netflix, Shonda Rhimes, and um, I have forgotten the author of Bridgerton's name, but her as well. They are all suing um, the unofficial Bridgerton musical for uh, a a breach of um, copyright because they had uh, for-profit concerts which they were not permitted to do without license. Um, this the, the way that this lawsuit turns out is gonna be significant for um, a lot of reasons uh, like fan fan made content like is it can you rightfully profit off of fan made content without a license if you claim it to be unofficial because like it, they didn't mind at first mm-hmm. apparently because they were openly supporting it uh and they won a grammy and they said it was fine as long as they did charity stuff but as soon as they decided to um have sold out concerts and have tickets ranging up to 150 dollars that's when everyone was like ah slow down hold on one second um so also the the that particular performance the Kennedy Center one was happening in as the same you know city as the Bridgerton experience that Netflix is holding um, in various cities so like yeah. they're also directly impacting sort of mm-hmm. um, their their reverend, revenue stream because of mm-hmm. the fact that like people may choose going to see this unofficial musical rather than pick a get a ticket to go to the Bridgerton experience so like they have that in their corner in terms of part of the lawsuit to be like see we lost money because of them yeah it's difficult um uh and when more information comes up from like Barlow and Bear side um we'll probably talk more about it uh Mm -hmm. right now they've been kind of quiet which probably they're trying to get a defense together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't see how they're going to successfully get one, but we'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see what happens. 
so yeah more more on that on another day probably <laughs> when we know more um but yeah that brings us to the end of this episode thank you for listening hope it was a fun time um you can follow us on social media we have our obsessions on our tumblr that's tell me more tell me more podcast.tumblr.com we have an instagram and a twitter that's at tmm tmm podcast and you can also email us at tell me more tell me more podcast at gmail.com that is everything if you are looking for any of the links find one of the links etc etc also by the way comma uh, we have <laughs> uh playlists for all the songs that we like from all the movies that we watch so long as the soundtrack is on spotify and you can find that by going to spotify and going to tmm tmm podcast and you go to the profile rather than the podcast itself and there you'll find a playlist for every year that this podcast has existed yay now that does bring us to the end um <laughs> We will be covering The Lion King's sequel, which, as mentioned before, is not our first time tackling Romeo and Juliet, but you know, more <laughs> on that later. <laughs> um, but yeah, we will be tackling The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride, in our next episode, so look forward to that. Um, thank you for listening anyways, and until then... For Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I have been your host, Leah. And I've been your host, Adicia. Goodbye. Goodbye.